Yeah, John. <laughs> John. <laughs> I'm not. Do you, oh, shit, my screen. <laughs> You're still sharing your screen, John. I wasn't playing. Shinoda. If Shinoda's allowed to play, I should be allowed to play. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Alex, but you can call me Senpai, and joining me tonight, we have our Zar of Swords Material Johnny's that way. He's that. I keep forgetting with this new format, left is right or right is left. Yeah, it's like, I, I get that too, because I'm like, wait, wait, no, that's on the left side. Though. This is the right side. It's like, oh, this is left, this is right. I hate it. Um, I feel like. There should be a setting on the camera that we can flip, I think, so that way your brain registers it properly. I just like it. I have got set because you can read my shirt. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hello. <laughs> I, I'm here. Um, yes. For once in my life, it is not too early. It is too late. <laughs> it's too late. Uh, we we also. <laughs> I can't believe you're letting me call you this, Shinoda, but we have our sexist Shinoda. Not sexiest, sexist. Our sexist Shinoda. Gentlemen, gentlemen, if I may, women. Women. <laughs> Sips tea. Hold on. That was the whole joke. That's the whole reason I wanted to that was... do that nickname. Wait, hold on. You... Do you know the difference between a good joke and a bad joke? I, there's got to be a really good punchline to this, so no, I don't. What? Timing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh god, he's leaving us in suspense. It's like, oh, that's the fucking punchline. <laughs> I, I thought you froze for a second. I thought he did too. I was like, oh was shit, like, we got to start all over again. <laughs> Fuck oh, me. No. Yeah, I heard that joke and I was like, I fucking love this joke. Because oh, so I was like, also, I was like, I, at first I was like, is is the joke that, that there's no that there's no punchline? That's the joke. But then it's like, what? Right when you have that intrusive thought, it goes timing. You're like, oh god damn it! <laughs> That's great. That's a good joke. How do you write this joke down? You got like three beats of pause and then you say the joke or say the punchline. Right, you well, I know that. Moment. So the average reaction time is about was it two and a half seconds, three seconds, right? Mm. So if you put in an unnatural pause for three and a half seconds mm. or four and a half seconds, people they'll give that extra one or two seconds for them to go like, this Wait has kind of gone longer than it should have. <laughs> it's like your brain is like something is not right here. <laughs> yeah, because you know there's natural flows to conversation, and I'm sure a linguist will go out there and correct me on this, but this is what mm. I've observed. And the reason I think that joke lands or uh, lends itself to being so funny, because you know it's timing, haha, mm -hmm. hilarious, is because that one and a half, two second pause before you think you're supposed to get the punchline. All right, well we're back. Obviously, uh, it's 2023, although it's not 2023 when we're recording this. Uh, <laughs> Who said that? Don't date them. Don't let them know, man. <laughs> the fuck. Uh, this is the. I, I will have mentioned this during the. Um, the WTF stream that we did last week that this is the new format that we're doing for our recordings now. I really hope you guys like it. I hope this makes it more interactive and more engaging for you all. Um, it's really engaging for Chinoda when he reaches for his phone in the middle of the recording. <laughs> yeah. Like... I'll make you sure to turn my sound off. Okay. I'm not to hear that, okay? Okay. <laughs> Just like how earlier 
uh, my, my alarm went off. Like, hey, it's noon. You're supposed to start recording. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot to turn that off. Um, but uh, this is uh, a bit of a learning process for us. So, um, you know, over the next few weeks, there might be some subtle changes here and there, uh, whether it's to uh, audio fidelity, graphical fidelity. Um, but for those of you out there who do uh, listen to us on our audio-only platforms, we will still continue to upload there on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on um, uh, uh, Apple Podcasts. Spotify Podcast. yeah. allows video now as well. So we might experiment to see if we can upload these uh, in full video format as well on there. Keep that, an eye out for that. That, that I mean, that, that is something I'll have to look into. Um, I don't know how that'll work with our RSS feed, but um, I'll have to look into that. that no, no promises as to when that's coming, but maybe down the road sometime that will be coming. Um, we still will be uploading there, um, but hopefully this encourages more of you to to check out our YouTube channel uh, where we do upload the, the video versions of our podcast every week alongside the audio versions on uh, our audio-only platforms. Um, and also, um, I was going to say something else, and now it just, it's gone. Don't, check don't out e our new TikTok page. God, don't, no. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> don't don't ever don't ever get old. Oh, getting old is not for the faint of heart because I, I was talking to my mom and dad about this over Christmas. And it's like getting old is just get, trying to get progressively better at charades so other people know what you're talking about. Look, John, it's, it's not even that it's – I don't want my data off my other stuff integrated with that. Like maybe if I had a burner phone – that's not connected to everything else. And mm. I was on a completely separate Wi-Fi connection. Maybe. I don't think you understand how much Uncle Sam and Big Brother already know about you. The Look, fact that hey, hey, hey. We, John, no, John, no, 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 no you don't understand. No, no, no. You don't understand. They're putting I'm chemicals in them having my data. My frog's gay. <laughs> I'm fine with them having my data. They'll oh, just, not, they'll, not Chinese, they'll just uh, sell that to the capitalists. If it gets to the Chinese, I'm going to a fucking concentration. He's camp. going to the gulag, boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's going to the gulag, and I've seen how he fires a pistol. He's fucked. <laughs> I've never oh, shot man. a gun before. That's not the joke, Jenoda. <laughs> no, fuck you. I'm gonna stand for my bullshit. Anyway, you're an American, and you've never shot a gun. I know, I've right? What a terrible a American. Before. It just hasn't happened. What a terrible American. You know, I should have took you to the gun range. <laughs> I should have showed you. Yeah. I mean, what guns? I, I lost them in a tragic boating accident, Uncle Sam. You know? <laughs> I know my uh, one of my pops wants uh, my first gun that I shoot off to be a... What's it called? A Ruger? A oh, Ruger? Why? why? I don't know. See a I mean, Nazi? Uh, Rugers <laughs> are... They're, they're an okay platform. I mean, I'm, I'm... Personally, I'm not a fan of Ruger. Some people really love Ruger. I mean that gun people are weird, okay? Like uh we're so off tangent. We right are now, we, but, really like, we are. Sorry, just, sorry. Let's get back to it. Yeah. No, no, I need to talk about gun people. All right. God damn it. Gun people started. are fucking weird. Because you have just like every other thing out there that has fandoms, gun owners have fandoms too. Like, I personally don't like Glocks. I've shot a Glock nineteen, I've shot a Glock twenty three. Uh they all jam they're brand new. All right, I just cleaned them, re-lubricated them, and then I made sure it wasn't overly lubricated. Took them to the range to shoot the first 200 rounds through them. They kept jamming, like what? just a failure to extract, right, the shells. 
or the cartridges. That's so bad, Jesus. And yeah, and I'm just like my two experiences, and again, this is my own experience. So, but my two experiences with Glocks, I was just like, I'm not a fan. You know, like I buy a, a used M and P. Okay, this is a um, who makes M and P? Oh my God, Smith and Wesson. Smith and Wesson make M and P, and uh, that's one of the guns I own. And I shot that first 500 rounds, no issues, hmm. no jams, wow. no failure to extracts. And with the Glock, specifically, one was a failure to extract. Like after 73 rounds, <laughs> it failed to extract one round. Like the the cartridge just got stuck, and I was like, that's kind of weird. And another time, though, it was a failure to fire. And I was like, oh, that's scary as fuck. I hate having... So failure to fire is when the hammer strikes, but the bullet doesn't go off. Yeah. That's a scary fucking thing to deal yeah. with. Because it's like, all right, now when I take out this round, like first, you're like, all right, failure... So my buddy was shooting the gun because it was his gun. And it, he shot it, and then he's like, oh, it didn't do anything. And then he was about to eject. I'm like, don't fucking eject it. That's a failure to fire. We're going to keep this downrange real fast to make sure it doesn't go off suddenly. Because sometimes what will happen is a hammer will hit it, and then for some reason it just takes a while for the bullet to, like, ignite. Delayed reaction. Yeah. It, it's just random shit. But it's like there's a proper procedure to this, and I was like, I shoot more guns than he does. So he, Important he to point out, this can happen with any gun. Yeah, it can happen with any gun. This is not just strictly Glock. But I'm saying my experiences. So that was a scary thing to deal with. I mean, not that scary. It's like it happens. But... It's but you did the right the, thing. Um, you always keep it down range when you're trying to eject the point. casing. <laughs> Don't look at the gun. <laughs> Don't look in the barrel. <laughs> Don't be a fucking idiot. Oh, it but, failed to fire. Yeah. Poof! No, it didn't failure fail to fire. Fires, it was just delayed. <laughs> well, failure to fire is generally are linked to bad rounds. It's not the gun's fault, mm -hmm. generally speaking. Um, there are some guns where the hammer, it's because of the hammer. But one is... These things happened when I was using Glock. So I'm like, mm, personally, me shooting Glocks, I don't think I'd ever use it. I don't like the fact that it failed to eject once and then there was a failure to fire. Even though, again, I understand failure to fire is not linked to the gun. It's generally linked to the ammo that you're using. However, that's my opinion. And when I say, yeah, I don't like Glocks that much, Glock fans just, phew, they come down, dude. I'm like, I love Six Hour. Six Hour guns are awesome. I love the M18. <laughs> Uh, people hate the fucking M18. And I'm like, why? The 6-hour M18 is awesome. They're like, oh, you're a fucking idiot. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like toxic fandoms exist in every field. And I feel like with gun owners, I thought because gun owners are like, oh, you shoot guns, I shoot guns. We all love shooting guns. You know, freedom, freedom, 2A, 2A, woo! But <laughs> no, no, it's not like that at all. So I'm sorry. I don't like Ruger too much. Uh, it's an okay brand. At least it's not Caltech. God, Caltech guns are so funny. <laughs> I hate Caltech guns because Caltech guns are the, they look so futuristic and stupid. <laughs> like they have a bullpup shotgun. It's like the Caltech <laughs> 12 gauge. I think it is. And it's like the ugliest looking fucking thing, but it also looks super cool. That thing is so fucking terrible. <laughs> is it anything like the uh, P90 DMR conversion I posted in our discord server a couple days ago? Have you been playing Back to Blood, man, or no. Back for Blood? <laughs> no. The thing that the thing that holds all that together for me, it just makes it absolutely laughable. Besides the fact that it looks ridiculous, is the fact that the suppressor is duct taped on. <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, that's how that's how suppressors work. You just duct tape them on the end. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So that was just my little tangent about guns. Like I, I love guns. I, mm. I hunt. I like shooting guns. Sport guns. Um. I know one time you went, I think it was elk hunting, and you just kept DMing me like, you need any elk meat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. 
We have like <laughs> two freezers full of just like deer, elk, and fish. Like, it's like I'll I'll, I'll, man, si- I'll send this to you overnight. It's fine. <laughs> well, this is why I, I want to get into smoking smoking meat so I can just make jerky mm. or smoked meats, and then I could just smoke all this food and just sell it. I had elk jerky once. It was actually pretty good. But um, this is not what we're talking about. No, it's, it's surprisingly not what we're talking about tonight. Although there is a little bit of overlap with how fervent anime and gun fandoms can be. Yeah. Altec looks super fucking weird, but cool. Right? Yeah. So in terms of like guns, Caltech guns look so fucking stupid. They look like future futuristic colonial like, marine. Wannabe alien futuristic. Tr- yeah. And it's like, they look so dumb. They perform really terribly. Mm. But at the same time, I'm like, but th- these are the guns that look cool in video games, not cool in real life. Like the like, P90. <laughs> I like the P90. I love the I P90. It's, cool. it's probably my favorite SMG. I mean, you can't own any of that in America. Thanks. I, 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 I know, but it's still cool. <laughs> All right. But no, like John said, this is not what we're here to talk about tonight, surprisingly, <laughs> even though we've spent a bunch of time on it. Um, um, what we are here to talk about, it's the very first episode of 2023, and um, we're here to talk about some really uplifting, positive shit. Stuff that's not <laughs> controversial at all, and it's just just it's just it's for fun. Sexual harassment and over-sexualized content in anime. Woo! <laughs> this is the episode that we get canceled. Yes! Wait, wait. Yes! I just got a notification from Twitter. We were canceled. Yeah, oh yeah. Ah, oh, shit. The episode right. didn't even go out uh, yet. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of, oh, speaking of canceled, though, one last thing before we get into this. Fuck you, Trash Taste. You stole our Christmas title. <laughs> yeah, <I> was... <laughs> You fuckers stole our Christmas title. We had ours out four days before you guys, and you stole it. Fuck you, Giga! Fuck you, Joey! <laughs> Fuck you, Connor! Uh. I thought that was so funny because I was like, oh, the new episode of Trash Taste is out. Christmas is canceled! I was like, motherfuckers stole our title. Although, John, if you're going to plagiarize, plagiarize from the best. <laughs> yeah. I mean, our podcast has been around a lot longer, just saying. That's true! We've done topics before they did, just saying. That's true. Uh, but no, we are here to talk about a, a rather serious topic, I guess. Um, and that is, yes, sexual harassment and over-sexualization in anime and uh, manga. So I think probably the first uh, place to start in this discussion is, like, defining terms. What do we actually mean uh, by this? So, um, so, John, you're actually the one that suggested this topic. Um, so uh, what, what do you... When you're talking about sexual harassment and, and like over-sexualization, what do you mean specifically? All right. So sexual harassment in anime, we – I don't remember what we were talking about. It was me and you, Alex, where hmm. we were talking about um, sexual harassment in anime. I think we were talking about Bakwan or something. And I was just like, isn't it kind of funny how sexual harassment in anime has changed over the years? Mm. Uh, it used to be the running joke of like pervy old man tries to see some panties. Dragon Ball, for example. <laughs> Dragon Ball, Master Roshi, right? And it's kind of swapped into this new form of sexual harassment where it's like, well, as long as the people are of the same gender doing it, it's okay. So, like, there's a running gag of, like, women molesting other women, like, touching their breasts. And they're like, oh, my God, look how big your cup sizes are. And I'm just like, I I like body autonomy. I don't like being touched without permission. Um, So it's weird that, like, it's really never gone away because mm. i think you you were saying something like you know we don't see those old pervy men anymore i'm like yeah but we see a lot more 
women getting groped in anime. We see a lot more. And by other women. By other women. And we also see a lot of, like, uh, I guess not as many gay jokes. Those those have also just transformed, like, the, oh, was it Okama? I think that's Okama, yeah. yeah. Yeah, where it's, like, a trying to, like, um, like drag queens, right? Mm-hmm cross-dressing drag queen type of things that used to be like a big joke where they'd make fun of okama characters yeah. like uh pooty pooty prisoner would be an example from one punch man they had one in um tokyo godfathers they had a drag queen really? yeah but, but tokyo godfathers wasn't making fun of them no was no it was, it was played it was played like completely straight and for what it was there wasn't really a whole lot of i mean yeah the character was flamboyant and very obviously gay but I mean, yeah, it wasn't like played the, as a joke. The Okama trope has really transformed. Like, you don't see Okamas anymore, as many Okamas in anime anymore. I know that in, like, One Piece, but that one's from, like, the 90s, so that doesn't count. But it, it was more of a 90s medium thing, right? Where yeah. perverted, we had perverted old men, we had Okamas. Now we have, like, now women are the ones sexually harassing each other, like, and it's just, like, played for laughs. And it's or also, men sexually feel, harassing each other. Yeah, and then men getting sexually harassed. Literally in Uzaki-chan, there's uh, the younger brother gets hit on like it's like haha look at that all he has four friends one is into his younger sister one's into his mom one's into his older sister and one of them's into him mm-hmm. and it's like they play that joke like literally i think it was like two or three times they play that they joke do. off yeah and it's just like haha play it off for laughs and it's like it's a little bit insensitive um i understand that we come from different cultures like in here in the west we are so very progressive and modernized like we we don't think it's okay to make jokes like that anymore at least we, but I we, do we tell ourselves we are, at least. Well, we <laughs> sometimes sometimes we regress. Publicly, <laughs> it's not. It's not a thing. Yeah, Privately, but I, well, I understand that there's different cultures at play here. Like, obviously, in Japan, they're a lot more old-fashioned, uh, old-way thinking. Like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're, just, they're still struggling to be, like, um, thanks to Connor and uh, Chris abroad going to trying to go to love hotels together we've learned that a bunch of love hotels don't let dudes get love hotels together yeah they they just straight up don't let you get the room they'll tell you to leave i mean because people just, people okay. don't a lot of people don't realize gay marriage is still illegal in japan i did not know that because i weren't those two voice actresses uh just married like a couple years ago so yeah i think like in in there's some cities where they've legalized it within the city or prefecture okay. But I don't think, like, nationally it's legalized yet. Yeah, so it's, like, I get that culturally, like, obviously when we were reviewing Medium, we had Mm -hmm. to think about the culture that it's represented about and created in. You can't judge them based on their their values and stuff. Yeah. But I would just like to point out that they have transformed it, and it's, like, it, it seems like, in my opinion, things are getting more sexualized in anime. Like, there's certain scenes where it's just, like, okay, so they're all, like, 14 or 15, and it's like, yeah, yeah, like, no. yeah, it's just like, mm. that makes sense to me in certain settings. Like, obviously, if it's a harem or it's an etchy, sure. But even more innocent looking shows like Mario Academia, there's no reason for it to be as lewd as it is because it's a fucking shonen. Like, the fact that the what's the freaking grape? I name? would actually argue with you on that, John. I think because it is a shonen, it's completely reasonable for it to be as lewd as it is its main target is like young teens yes. boys. yeah yeah that makes sense. i mean i mean so, you were a horny like, young boy once john <laughs> i get that i i watched naruto sexy no jutsu yes i was gonna I, okay. bring that up yeah like that's something that happens in <laughs> that too constantly in the in the first part of the anime 
Uh, it fucking has it comes back at the end where they're fighting freaking uh spoilers for naruto if you haven't seen it even though it's like 20 years old at this point um when he's fighting he was fighting kaguya and he did yeah kaguya he does no jutsu. <laughs> reverse harem no jutsu <laughs> and she's like eh, she gets a nose please. and of course we all we all had that thought when we were watching naruto does he use those clones to masturbate he must right <laughs> Well, the reverse harem no jutsu was hilarious because, again, that's just a callback to, like, classic Naruto. Because mm-hmm. it was obviously more campy and, like, funny back in the day when it was Naruto before it became Shippuden. So, to me, that was just more of a throwback to, like, hey, this is the classic roots. Like, it had a, it plays a role even in the end game. Yeah. Where he learns sexy jutsu. He, so. does, he does use that power, though, to sexually harass people. Oh, yeah, 100%. And it's just, like, to me, it's just gotten... I don't think it's gotten uh any better mm. like, like the targets like, have some changed people, yeah just the the targets have changed they've tried to hide it a lot better but overall i don't think it's gotten any better <laughs> you still you still see I some classic it's only gotten worse and gotten more normalized is the thing more normalized is certainly yes i, I will say you do still see like the the I hate using the term just fan service because i i hate the fact that that term fan service has become so demonized like fan service is literally servicing the fans giving fans what they want um yeah like like, how every anime has to have the beach episode so we got to see bouncing tits and bikinis but like you have a show like uh fire force for example where you have the one character whose name escapes me at the moment who's constantly getting her tits groped maki yeah maki thank you um and like it's like a callback to like old school um like I guess sexual harassment or like how the the fan service character for example um and i think that's why a lot of people don't like well it's not the only reason but i think that's a big reason why well, she's some supposed people to be the don't uh, like dumb bimbo character yes yeah yeah like there's the classic but i i would argue that for fire force the creator of fire force is the creator of soul eater yes and they take they're place the in the 90s. same universe by the way so they're like this is something again this is a uh, endemic i don't know what the word i'm looking for is this is something that uh people from the 90s are they grew up doing it they grew up seeing it watching it obviously they're gonna put it in their works they're inspired by it yeah this is just again how they grew up which is okay like i'm not gonna judge you for that but what i am gonna judge is like (laughs) the people in the industry being like oh no we've gotten a lot better we're a lot more progressive i'm like no you're not (laughs) in some ways yes but in some ways no like there are more examples of like I guess you would say LGBT characters now in anime than there's ever been, but they're there not is. always that's portray- actually really nice. But they're not always portrayed in the greatest light either. Yeah, I mean it's it's gotten to a point where most of the time they're not used to be a punchline anymore, which yeah. is good. That that is good. But there's also the fact that, in my opinion, I just feel like a lot of the anime characters, a lot of anime. They they know that sex sells. They know that these are the weird otaku's who like to jerk off the figurines into the cum jars. This is what they like to do. So you have <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at you, Alex. Look at me. <laughs> you fucking disgusting pig. But I, I get that sex sells, and that's why they have to do it because like we got to get sales. People need to buy our shit. But it's just I don't know. I I feel like it's not necessarily needed in everything. Wake up, Chino. <laughs> and I feel like it's just in my opinion I'm not saying we all need to be like I'm not trying to be a prude here because again I'm not trying to tell people how to live their lives like if you want to watch Echi Harem go ahead go right the fuck ahead but if your show is not about that like why is it in your show 
Fair enough. I will say one thing that I am happy about is there does seem to be more um, respectful portrayals of those types of characters that used to be just around for the punchline. Great example, mm-hmm. I think, of like a respectful use of a of a of a gay character is um, oh God, I've forgotten his name too. The dude in um, Snafu, the one who's obsessed with Hachiman. Totska? Totska? No. Uh, is it Tot? Oh. Fuck, Oshin. I know his name. God damn it. <laughs> the tennis player. Yes! You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm an old motherfucker. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that character was actually done, I think, rather respectfully. He, he's, like, existence as a character wasn't a joke. And I... Oh, I like Totska. Wow, how did I remember? God... <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your brain, please, John? There's n- everything in my brain. I-, I don't remember anything except anime things. So, like, <laughs> everything in my brain is just packed it's just, full of that. It's just now. anime and gun facts. That's all that's up here. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> the only things that really matter. Um, But then you have, like, a- a- an anime. Well, we- you mentioned it already before. Like, Bakuan. Like, that anime is uh, ostensibly about girls riding motorcycles, which oh, is, yeah. is fine, but then you have a scene where they're literally humping their motorcycles while they wash them. Yeah, like, Bakuan I'm was sorry, created. What? Just... Yes, so... you need to watch Bakuan. This is the best scene in the whole anime. Jesus Bakuan Christ. was created purely to be, like, s- sell sell sex. Like, yeah. Th- that's it. Because sell sex and motorcycles. Well, sex and cars, right? Speed go hand in hand. Like, it, it's just a thing. Right? We did an like, episode we where we about talked this. about that, John. Yeah, like, it just, it works really well. I don't know why. It just does. Yeah. You're not wrong. So, I, I get that Bakuan was created with that intention, and I didn't understand why people were trying to cancel it. Other than the whole, like, was it the teacher? Who's the one who gets drunk and gr- tries to grope the girls? Uh, one of the teacher. teachers. Um, yeah. And it's it's made very clear that this is not necessarily right, but it's done anyway. Yeah, so I, I get the sentiment behind, like, why this is problematic. But at the same time, <clears throat> this is – you got to look at the show. The show is made to sell sex and motorcycles. To titillate. To titillate your yes. senses. So <laughs> – I can't like I'm not gonna cancel a show that was explicitly made for that. Mm-hmm. Though if it was a show like we're watching, um, like if I was watching Spy Family, and then they just shoehorn your and Anya doing like an onsen scene or something, I'm like, why would this exist? This has no reason to be. I'm watching part of, like I'm watching Spy X Family, hoping we get a sex scene between your and Lloyd. What the fuck? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, but... I I have never. I, I mentioned this during our watch parties that we've been doing with Spy X Family in our Discord server. I have never wanted two anime characters to fuck more than your and Lloyd. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Oh, anyway, I love. But Spy it's not X a rom com, so it's never gonna happen. Get over I it. I know. I know. Yeah, it's just to me. There's certain. There's TPO, right? Time, place, and occasion for uh, things like this. That's how I feel yeah. about it. Um, so, uh, since we've kind of talked about it a little bit already, do you think there is a point in well, anime and manga where sexual content is too much? Because in my opinion, it's when it doesn't match the tone of what the story is being told is. Like, if you have a, a sex scene in the middle of like just a, a random comedy, like, Why? Why? Why is this here? John already said it, and I already i I agree with him. Time, place, setting—like mm-hmm. it really 
is contextual. It is. A lot of the times, it's not needed, and, like, say if it's a, a, a anime or manga for younger people, it's not necessary, or you, you, could, uh, you could leave off of a lot of the more adult things, like, make it more kid-friendly, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that's a whole nother can of worms. I'm not going to go into that. Um... Yeah, like, I'm not, <laughs> I shouldn't be watching Doraemon, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a freaking sex scene. Like, what the fuck? Because, <laughs> like, one of, the, one of the things that comes to mind when we're talking about this is um, Mashoku Tensei. There were a lot of people that were turned off of that series simply because of the sexual content in it. And I get oh, it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I really do. Especially since a couple of the characters that are sexualized are definitely underage. With no doubt, without a single doubt. Well, unless you're talking about Roxy, who only looks underage, but that's a whole other can of worms. I mean, so Mushoku Tensei is—I've argued this in our spoiler cast, but it's—it's it's about the journey of the main character. It like, is. Sure, he may be a thirty-something-year-old man on the inside, but outside, he's the same age. Actually, he was younger, so it was heiress Robin the Grave. Just saying, <laughs> she committed statutory, not him, but. It's about his growth as a person. And I think mentally it's because he never moved past that age anyway. And it's about him becoming, growing up and learning. So I think it's okay. Yeah. It's used as a device to further his own um, growth. It's not used in a, like, it's not like redo of Healer where it's like, we get it. Everyone's terrible. Stop raping the girls. We get it. <laughs> well, I mean, we, get, it. we can talk about redo of Healer because I was talking to you about that before we started. Like, yeah, like so. I like the concept. In, I really like yeah. the concept of redo of healer, like the the evil healer, because in all fantasy stories, or at least all fantasy stories that I'm aware of, the healer is always the good character, always the good guy, yeah, it's always or the like good the girl. saint. It's what the yeah. healer is the saint character. So it's like have, typical have, RPG rules. Yeah. So having a story framed around a healer who is just genuinely evil, I think you could do a lot with that story. And like with redo of healer, if you showed him raping the the, the first girl that one time, show that scene in its entirety, and like, yeah, I get it in my mind this is an evil character he's pretty much irredeemable you don't have to show me every single episode that he's raping somebody it's they do. so boring they do the fact that they do that because well, like there to me the point of sexual content is to show again in, in writing in literature there should be a point to everything mm -hmm. unless the entire point is to not make a point i mean that's a whole different that's a meta thing but uh when you're trying to write a coherent story there should be a point to things yeah it shouldn't just be in there and in redo of healer specifically it's like we get it she was a piece of shit he was a piece of shit and now he's like brainwashing these other girls but it's like do, did you have to put in a 10 minute sex scene in every fucking episode no you definitely didn't and you okay. certainly have to do you didn't have to do it multiple times in some episodes either and just show me everything that's happening yeah like they couldn't even like just hint at it they literally just show you every episode of yeah. him having sex and like brainwashing girls to rape them and stuff and it's just like it's i get that the point of redo of healer is that it's a revenge story it's you're not supposed to obviously like any of the characters you're supposed to be like yeah they're all pieces of garbage i get that but it focused way too much on the porn aspect than it did the revenge aspect that yeah. to me the revenge aspect of redo of healer just gets muddled and lost like what's the, the point of the revenge? Yeah, but by by, by, epi by episode three, you're not even really thinking about the fact that this is supposed to be about revenge. It's literally just about him raping and pillaging. Yep. 
Uh, which is which is sad, like because I said I think the idea of like the evil healer being your main character is kind of a interesting concept you could do a lot with it in a fantasy story. It's just a shame, like I like the concept, but I hate the way it was executed in a redo of healer. And I think that's yeah, a then, good um... example of having way too much sexual content. Like you're you're showing me instead of telling me. So. I'm gonna bring back Sao. Oh, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Why? Go go check out our dramatic reading. Let's go. It's like your second most viewed episode. (laughs) Is it? It's yeah. It's that and like our Paprika review. (laughs) Yeah, Paprika is like number one. But anyway, so Sao, love it or hate it, doesn't matter. I will say, I like the fight scenes a lot. Hmm. You know what I didn't like? Chapter sixteen point five. I did not understand the point of chapter 16.5's existence. I know. I can tell you what happened. The author got really, really horny and then decided to pick up a fucking pen and write. I mean, I mean, I get that 16.5 is technically not canon because it's not part of the light novel series, right? It's only part of the web novel. Yeah. When, and you know how web novels are. Like, these are web novels are created by people who generally type it up and they do like weekly updates. Yeah. They're like phone stories. And they're, and a, they're very um, lightly edited. Yeah, because they don't have an editor. Yeah. It's literally just like fanfic.com, publishing your shit on fanfic.com before, and then hopefully a publisher goes, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, the difference is in Japan, the publishers actually scour these places to find new people to publish. Well, they do that here too. Like, um, what's that softcore BDSM thing that everyone is- 50 Shades of Grey? 50 Shades of Grey. 50 Shades of Grey was a fanfic written by a lady that made a fanfic about- um, Twilight. Twilight, yeah. Where instead of his superpower being a vampire, he's just super rich. Which I feel like is like it's kind of the same thing, but okay. I mean, just ask Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, just ask Bruce Wayne. So <laughs> it's not like it doesn't happen here in the West. It does happen. But in yeah. Japan, it's like everyone likes, you know, because everyone has different ways to express themselves and people like to write to, you know, because working in Japan kind of sucks. Um, being an office worker kind of fucking sucks. In general, in corporate, anywhere. Riding the so, subway as a woman in Japan kind of sucks. Yeah, it does. So, I get why they, obviously the author wrote it, because probably the author was horny as fuck and wanted to do that. But, if 16.5, how it was translated into the uh, light novel and subsequently the anime, where mm-hmm. it's like, it's insinuated that they fucked. Yeah. Right? He takes her on a nice date, they've got the cabin by the water, and then they wake up fresh and there's that new air around them like oh yeah they, they fuck. fucked they <laughs> fucked and i was like to me that's tasteful that's great that's as much as i needed i didn't need a whole fucking 15 minute scene of them just like of kirito coming his two and a half years of come <laughs> <laughs> in the asana like I, I don't need that so that's what i mean by like that to, to my point that's where it's too much where it's like I can imagine what happens behind closed doors. You can insinuate it with shadows. There's different ways to play it tastefully. Mm-hmm. I, unless this is strictly a porn novel. Because there's some porn novels that uh, Jason introduced me to where it's like the entire point is like you're supposed to be jerking off to, to while reading this, right? Yeah. And it's just like, okay, yeah, that, this is just a freaking – um, what do they call them? The Hentai? Erotic, yeah, like erotic novels. Like 
there's a difference between having a writing an erotic novel and having these sex scenes play out in oh yeah whichever new medium is being represented in and having a coherent story that all of a sudden just has erotica in it. Yeah, it's like, it's like, again, it's the context. We don't sit here and analyze the story behind the porn where the pizza guy comes and you blow him because you don't have any money because that's not fucking realistic. <laughs> it's just porn. We don't analyze that shit. Same with hentai. Like, I'm not going to sit here and analyze Konojo Konojo Konojo's foot job scene because I know it's not there to be tell a cohesive story. And that's my. I love you, Yara. That's that's the point. (laughs) That's my point. Where the sexual content is too much. Where it's like the main point wasn't the sexual content, but you included it, and it's just in your face about it. Can I? uh, I I have a. I have a surprising uh, example of uh, anime that did it very subtly with their sexual content, but it is not known for doing its sexual content subtly. The Monogatari series. So yeah, no, they spo- fuck. Yeah, yeah. spoiler, yeah. spoilers for the Monogatari series. But in oh, this uh, Monogatari second season, um, at the end, the two main characters, Hitagi and uh, Koyomi, do have sex. But it's actually so subtle about it that if you blink, you fucking miss it. And I'm like, in a fucking anime that is so over the top with like sexual like content and and fucking harassment with the toothbrush scene, uh. Well, that's they, not the only one. He harasses Hachikuji every time he meets yes. her. Um, like I say, it's not. It's certainly not the only example, but the fact that they do that so subtly when they do everything else so in your face is absolutely amazing to me because, like, you look at it after the fact, it's like, oh, yeah, they fucked because she holds him against the wall and says, you're not going anywhere tonight. Like, oh, they fucked. Oh, oh they fucked, all right. <laughs> I, was, I thought you were going to say, um, have you guys watched the new Samurai Jack? the um gendy's uh where they finish off the samurai jack i have yes okay (laughs) i mean there's that episode where it's obviously implied that jack and what's her face fuck Mm -hmm. because it's just like it's just 15 or not 50 it's like five minutes of just like sexual sounds and i think her name was i I think it was aki right yes i don't actually remember so yeah yes yeah but i was watching that i'm like how very in your face about it like they don't show any actual sex mm-hmm. they show they're fighting something and but there's just like with the the way that everything is being framed and like the faces that the characters are making and the sound effects i'm just like i see what you're doing here gandy <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> you're not very subtle about it at all <laughs> <laughs> but I thought you were going to mention that. And I was like, yeah, that, that one's a little... To me, that was a little bit too much. Because, again, you didn't have to do that. No. But I've seen a show like Samurai Jack. Like, what the fuck? I, I was just surprised when they got to that part in the Monogatari series and they were so subtle about it. <laughs> given the fact that they haven't been subtle all No, the, the, give, yeah, given the fact that you have, like, the toothbrush scene, every single time Hachikuji gets groped, um, fucking... Uh, the fact that... what this act, Does this come after the when Koyomi takes a bath with his younger sister. I can't remember if it takes place before or after. But anyway, that's also hypersexual. All the sexualization of Shinobu. <laughs> I don't know. I was really surprised by that. Um, so, um, this I mean, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. So, do you guys think that having like sexual harassment, assault, or even sexual content in general is necessary as a, a dramatic device? I think it's fine to be used in con. Like, so have you guys watched The Boys? 
Yes. I have not, but I know what it is about. Okay, so in something like The Boys, they use it to really showcase, like, Homelander. He's a rapist. He's a piece of shit. He's the one that Um, has all the memes. He's the one who has all the memes, yeah. And it's like it's – all the graphic content in that show is used to just reinforce, like, how shitty these heroes are, right? And that – I feel like I do feel like from what little I have seen of that show, it's how people, if they actually had superpowers, would probably act. Yeah, I mean it's pretty realistic, <laughs> especially if they were American. Like there's a, a, is... a very small minority that are actually good people; the rest of them are pieces of shit. But the point is that uh, you can use it as a narrative device. Mm-hmm. I think it's fine. Like um, using, I think it was an Ubel blot, or no? Uh, let me talk about Berserk. So in Berserk, uh there is a point where Guts is still a kid and he gets uh, sold to the the dude and he gets raped, right? Mm -hmm. Like that? I don't think that type of content, that was fucking dark as fuck because, you know, Berserk is very dark (laughs) and there's a lot of sexual content in Berserk, but it's used in a way to reinforce like how fucked up the world is. Yeah. And it's not overly used to just like, so I'm comparing it because there's a different manga that I read called Ubel Block, which is like, uh, it's basically Berserk but on steroids, mm-hmm. and it's the worst because there's literal sex scenes in every other fucking panel. I swear to God, <laughs> and it's no longer used as a narrative device to drive like the main characters, like raison d'être or anything like that. It's just, just, it just has to happen all the time. And I'm like, why? Like, it, because there's no other way for the story to draw your attention. Yeah, because it's trying to be edgy as fuck. And I'm like, this is why I like Berserk so much more than I like. Like, when I read Ubel Blot, I was like, yo, this is way darker than Berserk. But as I've gotten older, I've realized, like, oh, because I was a teenager, I was like, oh, this is more edgy because there's more fucked up things in it. And it's like, just because there's more fucked up things doesn't mean it's a better story. Yeah. Like, it's just more fucked up things. Another good example of this is um, the very first episode of Goblin Slayer is nothing like the rest of the show. Oh, yeah, that very first episode was to just hook you into, like, oh, my God, what the fuck? And then the rest of the show is, like, very mild in comparison to that very first episode. That, that, to, there's still some ultraviolence. There's still people getting their heads chopped off and everything. But, like, that first, what, five, ten minutes of that, that first episode, the rest of the show pretty much is not like that at all. <laughs> and I think yeah. that's why a lot of people, like, immediately were like, what the fuck? <laughs> With, uh, for, first of all, it was never marketed and it was going to have that in it. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, because the first, like, when you watch it, it looks like your stereotypical, like, fantasy setting. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, now the kung fu girl gets poisoned and she gets raped. Like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> and, like, that was honestly one of the few times where I was actually understandable of people getting actually mad at, about that. Like, yeah, there should have been a content warning about stuff like I mean, that happening. Because I don't expect everyone to know the source material of the thing that they're um, going to be watching. Because mm-hmm. to me, I was like, "Oh, Goblin Slayer! I read that. Oh shit!" I, it's yeah. So one of the me, crazy I, I things I have, I, a memory I have about Goblin Slayer is you, John. This was before the anime had even been announced, and the the light novel was it? Is it is a light novel or a manga? This is light novel. And light manga. novel. You had started reading it. And you were t- telling us, mark my words, guys, this is going to be an anime soon. And then, like, not even three months later, they're like, anime coming soon. Yeah, because, I mean, I looked at the trends. The web novel came out. A year later, I got a light novel. A year after the light novel came out, it got a manga serialization. I'm like, okay, this is picking up steam. So in probably another year, it's going to get an anime. And guess what? Eight months later, it got an anime. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's just, you can see trends. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like to me, that type of over, that type of sexual content is, at least for Goblin Slayer, it's hard to say because I feel like the very first episode was a lot in comparison because it definitely wasn't as terrible in the uh, manga or light mm. novel in compared to the anime. Just because the anime just seems so innocent at the beginning. Like, to me, that I was like, you know, that's fair. People didn't know about this going into, like, what Goblin Slayer is. He's like, oh, it's just a fantasy thing about a guy who kills goblins. It's like, yeah. And, I mean, I get the point is to drive home that goblins are terrible in this world because it's <laughs> it's kind of a realistic version of uh, what it would be like to live in an actual fantasy world it with suck. these type of monsters. <laughs> it would suck. Because not all of us are high-level adventurers that could kill these things. Most people would be regular farming people who get raped and pillaged by monsters and bandits and just in general other bad things in the world and the nobility and the nobility yeah and the nobility yeah unless yeah. you happen to be reincarnated as a nobility yeah so i think i think a big part of what was wrong with goblin slayer is how it was marketed because it was never marketed as something like what you saw in the opening like minutes of that show and i think that's why a lot of people were upset about that it's like it's all i forget someone said this one time and i, I forgive me i don't know who said it but it was like the first episode of goblin slayer was like buying a national geographic magazine with that cover on the front and the back and then you open it up and it's playboy <laughs> oh, like that's be. that's a really good way to describe the first episode of goblin slayer yeah because not oh, everyone's gonna know what they're watching it's literally you know <clears throat> when i pick up a show that i don't know anything about i'm not gonna research it if i know nothing about it i'm gonna watch it yeah, and then I'll like go into it after if I like it or not. So I, I get that. Yeah, and I think that's how a lot of people watch watch anime. Not a, I would say most people probably don't do it like John, where he reads the source material and then knows it, yeah. and then he's like, "Oh, an anime I'm adaptation! Sure not... I'll watch that." <laughs> I'm pretty sure not everyone has 400 manga that no. they're currently reading. No. So. Um, but that's I, fine, I that. and I think I think that's how a majority of people watch anime. I mean. A majority of the anime that I watch, I go in like that. Probably the most recent example of me not doing that is Chainsaw Man. Yep. Because I've read the source material beforehand because no one would shut up about it. Bro, it's so good. It is. <laughs> uh, Speaking of that, the latest chapter just dropped. I haven't started I the second part yet. Oh my god. I Get know. Like fucking fake fan dude i know i'm fucking Meanwhile, fake as hell i haven't even started reading it yet um so uh, a good question in all of this is do any of you guys have like a personal line that like where it's like this 100 percent crossed the line and it's like i cannot i will stand here and no further yes and the entire reason i wanted to make this is because i when me and you were talking about the sexual harassment thing and i was like no you're wrong sexual harassment has is actually really bad in anime still it's just that it's the medium has changed and i wanted to point out that i had a personal moment where i was reading a manga that i dropped because i was like this is too much sexual content and it's a uh, tensei kuketsuki while oh i don't fucking i'm not gonna read that the reincarnated vampire wants an afternoon nap so this is an isekai okay. surprise surprise see yeah, a surprise <laughs> Uh, a dude and he's like hi with sexual content what <laughs> so the thing is it starts off with here's a guy he's hospitalized he's he has no good health and he's only just wanted to like just sleep and have a good night's sleep for once in his life without being in pain Same. so he dies 
and then he reincarnates as a cute vampire girl and it's just him being op and just wanting to sleep and it's lighthearted and fun there's not very many etchy moments in there and then you get to a part where he's being attacked by a different vampire and this other vampire literally just like gropes him licks him all over and he's a girl now too by the way and it's just like insinuates that he's being molested and uh sexually assaulted like getting uh fingers put into his vagina and stuff and it's just like it it went on for so long it was like three chapters long two or three chapters long where i'm like you could have done this in fucking four panels wait a minute and then there's a on. three chapter long is it a rape scene no it's not rape it's like the battle scene like where he's trying to fight back against this other vampire and this other uh, the other vampire is just like haha brush it off and now i'm gonna molest you and keeps molesting him and keeps molesting him and it's just like i was like this is too much given the fact that you know just like with goblin slayer where you think it's i i, I went in thinking oh haha funny vampire op just wants to sleep destroys everything and then he finally meets an adversary and it turns out that that adversary is a female vampire that just fucking molests and sexually assaults him for so long and i might be exaggerating here i honestly don't remember because after i read that i was just like i don't want to i don't want to read this anymore like to me that was my personal line where it's like you could have used it as a device to show how evil this vampire was you didn't have to keep going but you did and that made me hate the manga because i was like i don't want to watch or i don't want to read something where it had no inclination that this was going to be a running theme in the entire fucking series again it's just lighthearted fun ha ha he's op ha ha he just wants to go to sleep that was literally all it was about turn your brain off and have fun and then it has this fucking three chapter long rape scene not really rape sexual assault scene it's just like why why so to me that was my personal line where this had no place being in there and when they wanted to use it as a device they didn't use it subtly or tastefully they just straight up was like we're just gonna turn this into a rape dojin I'm like what the fuck if i want to go read massive total up shit, I'm shift go... yeah because i listen if i want to go read fucked up shit i'm gonna go read fucked up shit i gotta be in a mood to go read fucked up shit i'm not saying fucked up shit is bad to read but when you're not expecting it and when it's not supposed to be part of that theme part it's of highly the... upsetting yeah it is very upsetting Honestly, like, fuck, you know, thinking about this, because it was a question I didn't know if I had an answer to. Honestly, if it weren't for the fact that I had to watch it for an episode of the podcast that I did with show, redo of healer might have been my line. Okay. But I, I, had, again, I had to watch the that. whole thing <laughs> to talk about it, so. Yeah, because with redo of healer, it's the same deal, where it's like, it's just too much. There's ways to use it to further your story, and also, can I just say how boring it is to always use, like, you ever notice that in, um, let's say, apocalyptic situations, right, where it's mm. like, we need a reason for why this female character is so strong. Oh, let's say she got gang raped by a bunch of thugs. Yeah. Boring. Fucking boring. Like, that's always the reason. But then the main character will crack that icy cold exterior heart. And I'm like, dude, that's not how trauma works. Like, they, you showed no... I'm getting into it. <laughs> yeah, you are. I'm getting into it. Because no, I it's care understandable, about... though. It's such a boring trope that's... Yeah, we're watching news. a method actor at work, Chinoda. <laughs> it's because, in my opinion, if you're going to... There has to be a reason for you to set things up, right? Like Chekhov's gun. Mm. If you show a gun in Act 1, then it must go off by Act 3. Or whatever the fuck... By the is. end of the play or the story. Yeah, it has to... Because that's Chekhov's gun. This is good writing. There are good ways to write. 
don't fucking set up a stupid ass trope where it's like this is why she's like that and then don't even show anything about how she redeems herself or how the main character helps them get over their trauma it's just like no just and then all of a sudden i was cured of my um i don't know what it's called when you, you have a fear trauma? of men no just fear of men it's like andra oh. uh, um, um, Andro androphobia and androphobia i don't i don't remember what it's called but yeah there's you know and it's like because <laughs> i'm gonna talk about a um a very funny rom-com slash it's more of a com than a rom but in working if you guys have working. ever i was literally thinking of, i uh, knew you were gonna bring that up <laughs> Yeah, what's her name? Uh, the red hair girl. Yeah, and, uh, I love her. Main character uh, guy. Yeah. So how he helps her get over her trauma of of fear of men and stuff. I'm like, that was really well done. Like, I did not expect a comedy show to actually have good writing <laughs> <laughs> to show the growth of these characters. But I love it. I love watching and reading things like that. And then I mean, you have a shows... comedy having good writing. What? Bochi the Rock. My what? <laughs> What? John, Ma Mahiru Inami. Oh yeah, Inami. Yeah. Yeah. Mahiru Inami. Yeah, Inami. And fan, which not she, uh... to mention, she actually it actually took her three seasons for her to really work on it, and even then, she she hasn't perfected it. But she's she, yeah. They use comedy like... as a, there was comedy involved, but she it was a running thing where her she was trying to get over it, and the main character, whether he wanted to or not, helped her get over it, and it's like it all culminates, and it's like. The, the rom starts happening i'm like yes yes this is good <laughs> so to me that's like that's a good use of it uh having just a show where it's like oh they were raped by men and now they hate men and then all of a sudden oh thank you main character for melting my cold exterior heart now i give myself to you and it's like you didn't save her she got over that trauma just because the writing said so and that's fucking dumb yeah, so it's that, bad writing, if anything. Honestly, yeah, so I will straight that's, up say that's it. my that personal line with every with all of it. It's like there has to be a purpose to it because things like sexual harassment, rape, sexual assault, they happen, they happen, and they're very traumatic. They're a very traumatic thing, and for it to be just used willy nilly like that, it's so fucking stupid to me. Yeah, it's you you can certainly you can and it's just, a, a good writer should be able to use that as part of like a character's backstory to show why they're so traumatized, why maybe they have PTSD, you know, while they like, have. I'm gonna talk about Berserk again. There you go. When why does Guts have a problem trusting people? Because when he was little, he got sold off and fucking raped. Okay. Why does he and have then, a reason to trust people? He was a slave who got raped. Yeah. So then then he meets the um band of hawks and then you know he learns the true power of friendship he learns how to accept people and be open and all that stuff and it's so beautiful then when that gets all ripped away from him now he's cold and fucking hates the world again and he's just too angry to die and it's like this is what makes good writing right this is why amira sensei on top of just having beautiful fucking art because yes. oh god i love the drawings in berserk it's so good but it's like it's good writing because this trauma that they use they didn't just use it as just like a, a throw-off line he spends his entire life when he's because when we have the uh, when we're doing the band of hawks stuff he spent his entire mercenary life learning how to trust people yeah and then when that all builds up and then gets ripped away from him by one of the people he trusted the most and then how he like gets over that again when with his new group of friends it's such it's beautiful dude it's such yeah. a good fucking story and again that's something that's done through rape and it's done very yeah. well <laughs> because one it doesn't happen every fucking scene every other panel which is good there's actual purpose to this trauma and there's actual watching him watching guts take the steps 
to get over his trauma. Yeah. Watching this journey of self-growth for the main character. That's what I live for. And for shows that just like again, if you have a stupid sexual harem, like this is just for purely fan service reasons, like this is just to appeal to sell fucking figures and stuff like that, like High School of the Dead. Okay, let's be all honest. Or High School High DXD. School or DXD, High School DXD. This is purely just for sex and it's just for selling figures. And that's fine. That is a hundred percent fine. But when you have a a manga or light novel, if you have content, if you're making anything that doesn't have that, that's not the entire point, but you're just sprinkling it in because you think <clears throat> Let me talk about how much I hate Game of Thrones. <laughs> Lord, why? I get, I know exactly where this is going, and John, I agree. Listen, George R. R. Martin is a bad writer, and you cannot convince me otherwise. Like, he is a bad that, writer. He is a bad writer who got lucky. I feel like a lot of his stories have sex scenes sprinkled throughout, just because it sells. That's how I personally feel. Um. Think about it. Tolkien also, never needed a single sex scene to make his stuff. And he had men that kissed each other on the foreheads, were not afraid to hug and cry for each other. The power of the fellowship. I love Lord of the Rings, right? And the fact that George R.R. R. Martin was like, I'm better than Tolkien. I'm the next Tolkien. I was like, bro, shut the fuck up and sit the fuck down. <laughs> like, how dare you? How dare you even think that? But anyway, uh, yeah, like in Game of Thrones to me, that's that the sexual content in there I understand that it exists for a reason like mm. uh where there's that um scene where i think it's cersei gets raped by um that other guy <laughs> I, I i all right full disclosure i've never watched game of thrones i tried watching the first three episodes and i hated it and i've seen a bunch of clips on youtube and stuff like that because people don't shut the fuck up about game of thrones but I'm, I'm still to this day maintaining i'm never gonna watch it i don't care enough about it but i do know a lot about what happens in the spoilers because just like with Star Wars. I've never watched it, but I know everything about it because no one shuts the fuck up about these things. I don't have to watch it at Man, this point. Man, if Natai were you here, we could start talking movie. about The Last Jedi. No, you're <laughs> talking about Sansa uh, getting raped, not Cersei. Okay, Sansa. Sansa. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know who it was. I knew someone did, but thank you. See, again. To, I've to actually me, both read and watched I the, At this point, I have okay. taken all of the knowledge of Game of Thrones and just grabbed it and just thrown it away. <laughs> I don't need you. this knowledge anymore. I don't need it. But my point you. is, in the at least for the TV show, because it's what everyone else talks about. Because I don't know too many people who have actually read the books. I know like maybe three people who like, oh yeah, I've read uh, a Song of Ice and Fire, Fire and Ice, whatever it is. Song of Ice and Fire, yeah. Song of Ice and Fire. This is the actual book name, not Game of Thrones. BTW, you <laughs> fucking fake fans. <laughs> um, yeah, to me. At least in the HBO show, I don't know if this is because um, George R. R. Martin wrote it like this, or if HBO was just like, no, we just need because we're HBO. We need we, titties. We're known. Yeah, we need. We're known to be like we show titties and stuff. Because uh, I mean, it's kind of true, right? All HBO shows like The Sopranos and stuff like that. It's it's very explicit. Yeah, the pro so, the difference I, I, is The Sopranos is really well written. <laughs> I like The Sopranos quite a lot. I love but, it. In my Never opinion, Game of Thrones as the TV show, there was just too much sexual content because I'm like, there's no point to having all of this. It takes away but, from the narrative itself at some yeah. point. In my opinion, that's how it it feels. Yeah, like I, I just hate it. But I, <laughs> this is this entire episode is just me talking about my fucking lines. 
Yeah, Chinoda. Chinoda, do you have a line? <laughs> so I ever since I saw the question, I've been thinking about it. I honestly don't know. I haven't hit any lines yet. Like I have yet to encounter something that's purely disgusted me or uh, has thrown me so far away that I, I I literally can't continue. No, I I I I watch, I read whatever through anything. I have yet to hit a single line, so it's just not there for me. That might be uh, to do with desensitization. I'm not. I honestly am not sure. But so far, I have yet to hit a single line that I can't cross. I think after a while, when you, you know, being an anime fan for long enough, you do kind of become desensitized to it because, like, it does seem like it's almost inherent to the medium. Yeah, because. Uh, uh, I feel because the content has just always been like this, right? To some degree, like, yeah. Because there's obviously there's shows where it's like this is not okay. Like again, you're not gonna watch Doraemon and you, all of a sudden you see titties. <laughs> it's absolutely never gonna happen. Yeah. As much as you might want it to happen, because you're a fucking weirdo, it's never happening. You're not gonna watch a fucking uh, KyoAni show and see a hardcore sex scene either. Yet. Yet. You will see groping, but you will not see a hardcore sex scene. Yeah, because, I mean, for one, that's the studio doesn't do stuff like that yet. They might in the future. Who knows? Dragon oh Maid. God, that would be the... <laughs> oh. I, I will say... The, no, the... get out of no, no. <laughs> no. I will say, no, as much as I, I love here. I love KyoAni and I love Dragon Maid, but I understand people's criticisms when they say that some of the characters are hopefully sexualized. Well, the creator of Dragon Maid is like... The, all their content revolves around giant tits. So yes. I was like, yeah. Again, I understand that the creator of this content, this is their thing. And I can't judge them for that because like, well, this is your stick and this is how you got famous, like whatever. I can't say your content's bad when this is all the content you've made and it made you famous. Yeah. I may not like the content, but I mean, you're allowed to do that. So whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another example of a, a manga that I know of who's like that, where they're known for this one very specific thing. Um, but that's probably the best example of it, honestly. Yeah, like they did. Um, there's a there's a manga called Chichi Chichi Tits. I love it. I I oh hate God. it, but I love it. And that one, like, if you want to talk about explicit, like that, <laughs> there's actual sex in that one. I mean, do we Fucking... even want to talk about shoujo ramane? I mean, really? No, we're not talking no. about really? that's actual porn. That's actual porn. That's not manga anymore. Look, Chichi <laughs> is actual porn too. Like, fuck out of here. It no, is. No, it's a manga. It's not a dojin. It's a it manga. might be a manga, but it is definitely <laughs> actual porn. That's um, because the main character, who is a show to tit fucks all the girls every fucking episode, and he gets drained dry every episode, oh does not make it a porn. Okay. Yo, that is literally. <laughs> John, I'm gonna that just is literally a dojin. John, the glasses have come off. <laughs> I can't see shit right now, and I know you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, point is that mangaka is that that's their whole shtick. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Dragon Maid, and to me, I feel like Dragon Maid is a lot tamer, considering the rest of their work. It's so. true. Oh, it's so true. fucking tame. And I wonder if it's tame because of the studio that's making it. I don't know who animates Dragon Maid. Kyoani. 
Annie. Is it Kill Annie? Yeah. Yeah, dude, it's Kill oh Annie. Oh my god. Because you think of all the other stuff that they've made, like you know, Silent Voice, K-On, uh, all that shit, free. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So it, it's probably the least Kill Annie, Kill Annie work. <laughs> well, maybe because Kill Annie, um, it doesn't look like Kill. Yeah, like the typical Moe Blob Kill Annie style. To be fair, no, Violet Evergarden also doesn't look like a Kyoani show either, so... No, I would argue it does, because uh, Free. It looks like Free. Okay. Oh, More yes, realistic it does. Uh, designs and... It does. It doesn't look like k though. <laughs> no, it doesn't look like Moe Blob, like the rest of Kyoani stuff. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think that for a very long time, and, and yeah, still to this day, I feel like there's some degree of sexualization in most anime is just almost unavoidable. Um whether it's like straight up sexual harassment whether it's just a straight titty shot here or there or ass shot like it's it's going to be there or like what is it the um the the camera angle that's always memed where characters are talking to each other and the camera will be like right between the girl's legs looking up at the yeah, person always getting talking the thigh to. shot the yeah shot the ass shot and it's like for a bunch of these um shows it's fine like that's part of the setting i get that yeah like, but in shows like uh, Wotakoi, like uh, mm. a typical rom-com, it doesn't have very many etchy scenes. If any, I don't think it has any etchy no, scenes. It not the have. anime certainly doesn't. I haven't read the source material though. The source material is just like the anime, so mm. it doesn't have any etchy scenes, and it's like pure just because it's just a pure rom-com. Yeah. So it's a very a good one like too that, if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. So if it was a show like that or a manga like the manga, and then it gets an anime, and if the anime had like weird etchy scenes like that or weird angle shots mm -hmm. that would you be off-putting to me yeah john thinking about it like a rom-com like watercoy would be the perfect place to put something even etchy like like that because like yeah. it, they're it, adults. Is, it does take place with adults it's a manga for adults and anime for adults like it is perfectly fine to put it there yeah honestly but, i, would I mean but they but, don't and it still works beautifully because it's supposed to be a pure rom-com because it's yeah. about just pure romance so to me that's fine like uh in community totoke from from me to you hmm. that one there's i don't think there's any etchy scenes in there whatsoever i think there's one scene where kurumi is like stuffing her bra or something i don't fucking remember but it's uh it's high school romance and it's about pure romance about uh sawako i think her name is sawako kuranuma kuranumi there I don't are, remember her last name. There are no Mango. edgy scenes in Snafu, are there? I'm struggling to think of any if there are. I, you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you gotta ask Natai that. I, I, I know, Natai is like, Natai is our fucking authority on that franchise. Yeah, Snafu is his baby. Like, I may have watched Snafu isn't, and I enjoyed it, but I don't remember too much about it. Isn't there some some sort of edgy scenes uh, with the... Uh, there were scenes where name? they were, like, in underwear. There was an underwear Yeah, with the uh, Tosca sp uh, specifically. There, there may oh, have yeah, been. there's some edgy Tosca scenes, that's for sure. Yeah, there that, is. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't even watched a show and I know about that. But this. it's, like, that. that's implied, like, because it's supposed to show, like, Hachiman, like, I will die for this man. Yes. Like, I'll marry you. I'll cook food for you. It's the only, um, the only person in the entire show that he said he would cook food for. That's his true love. It's true love. It is true love. I just recently found out that there is a uh, a snafu visual novel that actually has roots for pretty much all of the characters. Oh no! Is that official? Alex. I don't know. I don't know. I just know I have to play it because apparently there is a sensei root. 
I'm intrigued. I did. Sensei's the best girl, man. I. Uh, every other girl in there like sensei is the best girl i, I will fight people fight, on this fight <laughs> um and then i guess we, we could probably wrap it up with this maybe um recently uh, over the last few years i would say it seems like every season or at least once or twice a year there seems to be like one anime that's been coming out that stirs up some controversy or its entire purpose is like overly sexualized content. Great example would be from a couple of years ago, um, uh, interspecies reviewers. Okay. But the problem is that interspecies reviewers is good. Was, <laughs> first of all, the anime is nothing like the manga. The manga no. is fucking garbage compared to the anime. Um, I, I actually really like the format of the, uh, anime. Hmm. Where it's like, because it's just like, we're just going to go around fucking different girls in a fantasy setting. Like, and we're going to rate them. Okay. Give them Amazon ratings. Yeah. That's what the manga's about. But the way that the anime goes about it, it's like, it's overly sexualized. And mm. The controversy for that one was just like the fact that the, uh, was it Funimation that had Funimation. They, they bought it without knowing what it was. <laughs> yeah. And then they dropped it after like the second episode. <laughs> so, I mean. That the controversy on that wasn't the sexual content; it was that the fact that it was so sexualized and the company bought it not knowing. Yeah. Um, but shows like like Bakwan. When Bakwan came out, there was a very vocal, small but very vocal minority on uh, Twitter that was like, "This is problematic," and we we're just like, "Why? It's not." <laughs> yeah. Okay, like, but John, you already said it. Twitter automatically yeah, ignore Twitter. So. It's the same thing for uh, Bofuri because I remember I think someone said it was something about the dialogue. Yeah. Oh, so, um, what's his name on our uh, Discord server? Yeah. Actually mentioned this. Yeah. Orc so War, Orc on our Discord server, aka New Vegas Savior, uh, which mentioning when we were doing our Christmas ep or our uh, New Year's episode. No, our winter 2023 episode i know the episodes yeah. we've done <laughs> uh that the actual controversy with that was something similar to the first season of dragon maid where they actually went in they in the dub changed the uh actual line to make it more in line with political correctness or whatever oh um so like there's there's a line in the first season of um uh, Dragon Maid, where they're talking about like how clothes fit, and it's it's literally just a basic conversation where girls are talking about, oh, my clothes don't fit like this way and that way, and then the dub they change it. Well, because of the male patriarchy, our clothes don't fit that well. That's real fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, I forget the exact line, but it was something to that effect. Um, and I think in Bofuri they actually changed the. It wasn't the dub; it was actually the subs that got that kind of a treatment. Where they weren't actually huh. translating what was being said, and they were putting some kind of political message in there. Oh, that was only vaguely about what the scene was about. Well, I mean, thanks to Twitter, there's always a controversy about something every season. Like, hmm. all right, who's canceled today? Like, whatever. Sometimes there's some validity behind it, but other times it's like, why are you? Why is this even a thing? Why? Yeah, like the the Goblin Slayer controversy, like. There is some validity to that, in my opinion. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's fucked up. I can certainly think. understand going into it thinking you're just going to get some, you know, generic fantasy type thing. And then all of a sudden you're bombarded with rape. And you're like, oh, my God. What is yeah. this? 
With no, I, and I think a, a big thing with that is, and it did lead to something I think that was a generally good thing, is that it led to Crunchyroll putting like content labels on some of the stuff on their site. Um, yeah. So I think that was which cool. is a good thing, straight up. Um. But then you got the the, the thing like um, with. Uh, interspecies reviewers like the content of that i don't think was ever really a controversy i'm sure there were some people that were put off by it because of you know what it is but i the remember con- some religious types got really mad about it because it's Which, like you know fine whatever don't yeah. watch it if you're that <laughs> fucking religious no one's forcing you to fucking watch it um but i think the, remember the... when i picked up um spice and wolf the blu-ray copy ah. at my local fries electronic store and there was someone slipped in a piece of cardboard where they wrote on like with a uh, permanent marker mm-hmm. on this piece of cardboard like anime is a gateway to sin like this is satan's satan is the one spreading anime and this and that and i'm like what the fuck is this which and if John they ever immediately <laughs> proceeded to say hail satan yes which <laughs> if, looking... if the person who put that in there had ever bothered to either watch or read spice and wolf they would know that that's not the case about this particular anime i mean you're worshiping uh monsters so i guess that is satan stuff right kind but excuse you she is a goddess thank you very much (laughs) anyway my point is um it seems like i feel like every season there's always a vocal minority that has a problem with something Mm. that season like their flavor of the month you know it's like whatever I, i i really don't give two shits about it uh, a lot of again, it's people that have nothing better to do on Twitter than complain, though. Let's yeah, be honest. Like, literally, go touch grass, man. Like, stop being on Twitter 14 hours a day. Yeah. For, for... Studies have shown that people who spend more time on social media are unhappier than people who don't. Literally, we have done studies over the last 10 years about this. Not us. Go people way smarter than us, but... <laughs> yeah, not me. I, I don't do that. I'm fucking dumb. But I'm just playing people... my video games all day. That's all I do. I play video games. I touch grass. It's video games. That boy ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's fine to... It's fine that there is sexualized content in anime. Okay, I get it. It's it's part get... of real life. Like, sex and, and, and even sexual harassment, as bad as it is, and, you know, like, groping... Like, these things happen. They're part of real life. So I think it's it's okay to have them in your work of fiction. I just feel like people people who create stuff like stories they need to be more um selective with how they use it or subtle subtle or more selective because again you don't have to have it and if you're going to use it don't be boring with it yeah use it have an actual purpose for it other than like sex sell titties titties they put the master chief on the titties fucking master cheeks master cheeks I feel like that's a huge industry-wide problem, though, that if we don't start addressing it soon, it'll only keep on rolling downhill until it becomes a bigger issue. And I feel like one of the ways us as consumers of the medium can say something about it is try to be a reasonable uh, vocal uh, people about it, as well as support it through your money in the proper way. If you don't like it, don't buy it but also explain why you're not buying it so that the authors can actually reflect on that and companies overall because that's what's driving the whole market in the first place it's not necessarily just the authors themselves it's the companies themselves because 
everything end of the day is about money like people need to make money to go on uh, the whole thing with sexual harassment it's money is one of the biggest factors of it Chinoda, as great as that sounds let me stop you right there and say okay. that if from what I've heard from some mangaka and some light novel authors, you know, in Japan is true, most of them don't give a shit about what Westerners think of what they write. Because we're not no, their market share. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, they're don't get me wrong, they're pleased that some of their stuff takes off in the West because it means more money for them, but they don't give a shit about what we think about the content. That's why they keep making it. Because, again, they're making content that that's based on how they live life, their morals, their their culture. Like it, yeah. And <laughs> we can't make other people from different cultures respect what we think should be right. You can yeah. definitely disagree, a hundred percent. And there's no no one forcing you to engage with this no. media. Yeah, but we we should never force them to do anything they don't want to. Obviously, no. But we should at least give feedback in a reasonable way so that they can at least reflect on it, and like they have been becoming a lot more global-minded in terms of uh, these things. Like, we talked about the, this earlier, the diversity that's being uh, that's being shown more and more, that's been happening more and more. It's fantastic. It's great. And it only sells more because uh, of it. I mean, how we have actual non-Japanese people doing Japanese voice acting now. <laughs> Exactly, which is really freaking cool. We got Ifaruz, whose career is fucking popping off right now, and we have a couple of like people who were born in America now doing voice acting in like Japanese dubs. I mean, Nano was also born in America, and she's a singer for Japanese music. <laughs> yeah, it's also Kason. Just, just saying, it's, she was born in Atlanta. She was born in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And she's got them thick southern thighs. <laughs> oh lord! Fed and with by, that, fed oh, by no. fried chicken. <laughs> oh my lord, you southerners, man! Oh man. So, in conclusion, this was all Shinzo Abe's plan to get the population up again, right? Oh yeah, his last master plan. His, for his last master people. plan for the Japanese people. I mean, I'm population numbers going. I'm I'm convinced that the entire reason that something like um, Darling in the Franks got made was to get people like actually engaged with sex again. <laughs> and that's so tone deaf. Considering the whole that... reason Spy X Family got made is so weebs can be like, oh shit, maybe family. I, <laughs> I mean, I think they might be using it as an adoption campaign or something. Wait, like what? Are you that. serious? Well, like I read that somewhere. I, I could be wrong. It wouldn't. It would not be the first time that like a Japanese agency or government like uh, office had actually used anime for a specific purpose. I mean, Gate is a really good example. It was genuinely yeah, a recruitment <laughs> ad for the JSDF. Uh, but, I would um, not be surprised that there was some kind of Japanese adoption agency that had in some way funded the production of Spike's family <laughs> to like drive caveat, adoption. Though. The problem with like the first people aren't having kids is because no one can fucking afford a house in Japan. Just yeah. like everywhere else around the world. No one can afford a house in the U.S. either, John. Yeah, no one can afford to fucking live... No one can afford to live in a place and also have someone to take care of the kids. Daycare is super fucking expensive. Houses Unless you're making, expensive. like, $500,000 a year. It depends on where you live. Yeah. Even that, yeah, seriously. Say you're Some in places, LA, 500000 a year, that's, that's fucking nothing. That's true, that's true. You can't true. raise a family on that family of four where you're like the 
breadwinner and everyone your mom like the one person stays home to take care of the kids one person makes the money and then you, you have in, two kids you like, live in wyoming making 500 grand in a year you living high on the hog though <laughs> i mean yeah if you had 500,000 a year and you lived in like bumfuck middle of nowhere um montana wyoming montana yeah montana 100 percent, you could do that you can't like yeah. eight hundred thousand acres of land <laughs> yeah you go live in like the fucking hill country hillside of texas for sure you could do that but anywhere else like you try to do that in new york fuck no that's not happening new york new york fuck no upstate new york maybe <laughs> yeah again you got to be far away and that's that's the problem with the the yeah declining birth rate because no one really can do it because uh, no one wants to be a shitty fucking parent no i certainly don't want to <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this, the whole thing with just putting sexualized content in anime, more and more of it, it's just it was Shinzo Abe's master plan before he got. That's why he got assassinated. Bro, too dark. He too he dark. he knew dark, he yeah. knew too much. He it was just like JFK. He knew too much. Oh my god, Alex is actually trying to get canceled. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Alex has turned into actual Alex Jones. <laughs> oh no! Oh fuck! Gay Japanese frogs. <laughs> Uh, man, I, we we started off the new year with a great topic, didn't we? Is so happy, so so wonderful. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're probably <laughs> might get slapped in the face with a. This might be this content is too much. This might be the last we'll episode see. of Anime Club After Dark. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh man, but i will say thank you everyone out there who dropped in to uh watch and or listen to us you can check out anime club after dark on twitch on social media and on discord down below we also have well two merch stores now we have a red bubble and a Streamlabs merch store uh you can also check out the links there anything you do purchase through there really does help us out it helps fund everything that we do here it helps fund the lights and the cameras and everything um I'm trying to think if there's anything else I need to say. There is not. With that, I have been your host, Alex, and I will see you next time. Get off your phone, Shinoda. Get off your phone! <laughs> That's right. We Fuck can you. see you now, Shinoda. You got caught. <laughs> Bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for joining us.